Well, it is the holiday season, and if you know everyone, whether it be air travel or hitting the road or even bus travel, and that brings to mind gatherings and that there still are viruses out there, whether it be RSV, flu, pneumonia, and of course, COVID is still there. And where should we be with our vaccines and vaccinations when you're talking about holiday travel, gatherings, and all the places you might be going. Kind enough to join us this morning is my good friend, Dr. Debbie Plate from Cleveland Clinic Akron General. And Debbie, thanks for jumping on board with us this morning. And this is certainly something we should be aware of with a lot of travel here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, good morning, Ray. Yeah, it certainly is. You know, we are in the throes right now of RSV. Um, I have a grandchild that was in the emergency room the last two nights with the RSV. So, and the emergency rooms are full. And so I think it's important if you haven't gotten uh, some of these vaccines like our flu, COVID, and RSV, that it's important to do so. I tell patients that this RSV vaccine ray is the cold virus. And that cold virus can really be serious for those of us over the age of 60, uh, particularly if we may have some medical conditions. Um, and certainly if we are uh, infants, uh, our young babies are certainly at risk. And we know that we are immunizing pregnant moms um, in their uh, late uh, uh, trimesters uh, to try and protect uh, newborns. So this is a, a tough season for the cold virus. We are already uh, launching uh, for sure. So, um, you know, for adults, as we think about travel um, and for our children, if you're going to be on a bus or on a plane uh, or gathering, I think it's really important to arm yourself with whatever you can to uh, protect yourself. And so uh, for some, that may mean masking uh, on crowded, in crowded airports and on uh, crowded airplanes. And uh, for many, it's not too late to consider heading down to the pharmacy, calling your primary care doc to take a look at particularly this RSV vaccine, which we know is for adults over the age of 60. Um, and I have to tell you, Ray, I have not had uh, much in the way of feedback at all with regards to this vaccine, which is good news, meaning I'm not hearing about um, side effects and things along those lines that uh, reactions folks may be getting. So I have to tell you, it's really uh, something that I think is well worth your while. We know it takes a week or two to get in your system to work. And so uh, the sooner the better, uh, if that's something that uh, you fit age group-wise, again, 60 and over. But it's certainly out there. And there's a lot of other adult immunizations that, as primary care docs, we talk to our patients about. So it is this evening. Dr. Debbie Plate is with us, Cleveland Clinic Akron General. So I want to stay on RSV for a moment here. And you mentioned your grandchild, and hopefully everything is, is good on that side with your grandson but there was a high concern about RSV with toddlers and youth a few months back. And then we heard that it had gone down with the concern rate. So I wanted to go down that area because there are a lot of children traveling and the viruses are out there and such. And then I want you to hit the part one more time about pregnant women and how getting the RSV can help with their their unborn child that they're expecting, especially, as you mentioned, in reading the, the final trimester. Right, right, right. We know this is a highly contagious virus, and it's been around for years. And, um, you know, we know that it really can hit our young uh, little people uh, uh, quite strongly, as well as our folks that are older that may be battling uncontrolled diabetes, 
COPD, um, you know, a number of different things that potentially uh, can make us vulnerable to this condition that is, you know, extremely uh, common this time of the year. Um, and so that we know this vaccine can absolutely do so. But these kids are really taken down with wheezing, fever, uh, shortness of breath. The noise in the throat is really quite uh, uh, alarming. Um, they're not eating. Um, you know, and you really have to worry. Our little guy uh, uh, certainly is touch and go right now uh, and because of what you're hearing breathing-wise. But uh, And he is in a small group uh, at a uh, preschool with lots of other uh, people as well who all are coughing, sneezing, and uh, at times even with fever. So highly contagious. And if it's highly contagious for little people, it certainly is for us. Uh, as adults as well. And so taking precautions in any which way that you can is going to be really uh, very important. Sometimes when we get these viruses, you and I have talked about some conditions that have occurred because of viruses, because of the flu virus, because of the RSV virus, meaning that these viruses can impact other areas of our bodies long term. All the more reason to be very, very careful uh, with this. In other words, that we can get uh, these kids that get really sick with this can really have some long-lasting effects if we're not cautious. Um, and so very important to be uh, immunizing and protecting uh, both our little ones and certainly those of us uh, as we uh, age on down the timeline. Uh, Debbie, let me ask you this. From a doctor's standpoint here, because some of the symptoms you talked about with RSV could be the common cold. It could be COVID with the current strain of covid or maybe an excessive case flu, word to the parents right now, if they're seeing some of the symptoms that you described, should they immediately make an appointment with their doctor to get the youngster in to see if indeed it is RSV? Because with all this going on right now, there's a lot of crossing as far as the symptoms are concerned. Uh, that's right. There's a lot of similar symptoms. In fact, Ray, when an adult calls for a child or for a uh, for themselves, the first question we ask is, did you test? Uh, a lot of free tests out there that you still can get. I know Donna talks about test kits at the health department. Uh, there's a lot of ways that the government is still certainly providing those to us as well. Uh, but it's important to test. <clears throat> we also, Ray, have a test that uh, will encompass flu, RSD, and COVID. And so we are able to test for all three if need be. Um, and so some folks get mild symptoms. I've got a young lady right now who is, uh, I say a, a young 86-year-old, uh, who is really struggling with this. And we're trying to keep her out of the hospital. Um, and this is RSC. So certainly the first thing she did was test. Um, and then, um, you know, we're watching for flu and RSV with her as well uh, and treating her aggressively to try and keep her out of the hospital. So the symptoms overlap. Um, I think testing is appropriate. A home kit is not inappropriate. So if you can test yourself and have a sense of what that may be. Many folks out there know that some folks are turning positive for COVID a few days later. So sometimes repeating that test. Always talking to your primary care doc um, and keeping them uh, certainly attuned to symptoms. Uh, we have this uh, particular patient calling daily uh, with her progress. Uh, and so just very, very important to be communicating on a regular basis because this can take us down and get us to quite sick uh, and certainly highly contagious to those around us. Well, this is Dr. Debbie Plague, Cleveland Clinic, Akron General. Debbie, let's go back 
to the adult side of this story again. As we mentioned, a lot of people air travel, and you often see illnesses coming there in the tubes and the airports and everything. So let's talk about what you're seeing with the flu virus. And also it's the time of the year as well, gathering and the older populations where we talk about pneumonia. And a lot of people forget about getting the pneumonia vaccine as well. So if you could hit those two areas for me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, flu, uh, still getting a slow start. We're seeing a little bit, but we're uh, just heading into that season range. We're usually December through March. Um, and so we know that that's coming upon us, which means as we gather here in the next few weeks and travel, um, that that exposure could be um, quite great. Again, wanting that vaccine in two weeks, ideally before you have that exposure, knowing that there is a high dose flu shot rate for those of us who are 65 years young and above. Uh, very important. Pharmacies are well equipped. Physicians offices are as well. Uh, and our flu shots go as young as six months is when we first uh, did that flu shot. Um, last week, you talked a little bit about mycoplasma, which is a community-acquired atypical uh, pneumonia. That was the white lung that Donna talked about. Um, that uh, walking pneumonia can look quite fluffy on a chest X-ray uh, with white areas. And that also is a bad cough. And typically, we see that in our middle school kids, um, and adults can see it as well. And so another reason and another uh, bug or virus to be thinking about, and that's why it's so important to be talking with your uh, physician. The pneumonia vaccine, a lot of changes with the pneumonia vaccine. There's something out there called the Prevnar 20, which really is the king of kings when it comes to pneumovaxes right now. And you may be eligible uh, for that if you have a medical condition. If you're 65 years young, you can get it sooner than 65 if you have other conditions that would warrant that, like diabetes. And so that's for bacterial pneumonia, Ray, whereas as we talk about flu, COVID, and RSV, those are viruses, whereas Prevnar 20 is for bacterial pneumonia. So it's a good one to have on board to protect us from bacterial pneumonia. So lots of uh, respiratory uh, vaccines out there that help uh, stimulate our immune response against the disease and protect us. Uh, important to have those conversations. Debbie, one more question about pneumonia, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, I've read some articles that if you've had pneumonia in the last couple of years, the vaccine is still a good idea, but not a must. And then I've also read some periodicals that if you've had pneumonia, that means your system is more acceptable to pneumonia and it urges you to get the vaccine for pneumonia. So from a medical standpoint, education a little bit on who should look to get the pneumonia vaccine. And maybe you'll say everyone, but if you could talk about that. Sure. I think we commonly say if you have had pneumonia before, you tend to mean be more prone to pneumonia rate, therefore the pneumonia shot's a good thing. Um, there are many different bugs out there that cause bacterial pneumonia. And so whatever you can do to immunize yourself against it is really very, very important. So different bugs, community-acquired pneumonia, uh, important, and immunizing against it, uh, I would say uh, certainly if you've had it, uh, you are more prone to, to get it. And remember, again, this is a, a bacteria that can absolutely affect the heart can uh, cause some chronic damages to the lung um, if you have conditions that make you more susceptible. All the more reason to have the conversation and be aware of what your options are out there to protect yourself.